Kia ora and welcome to episode four of the Dropkicks Lockdown special. We've had a little bit of a battle uh, with the Blackjack Bandits Wi-Fi, um, so we, we, we do apologise for the delay, but how are you, the Blackjack Bandit? Um, apart from having subpar Wi-Fi, I'm, I'm all right, all things considered. It's, um, we're almost at the end of the tunnel in terms of the lockdown. Um, well, kind of not really. All it really means is that fast food's open, which is a big part of my life, to be fair. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, um, it does help you avoid cooking, doesn't it? So it's, uh, you know, you'll oh, live another absolutely. day. Absolutely. I cannot wait to get my hands on some uh, delightful KFC. Oh, good stuff. You'd be hitting the drive-thru with the rest of Parirua, probably. Absolutely. Or uh, Lower Hutt, I don't know. Depends, oh, you're going to be uh, re- relocating? <laughs> More than likely. Um, and also, depends how urgently I feel like having KFC. I could go straight there as soon as I leave the house, go straight to Poirot if I'm really that desperate. But yeah, you can go, go via yeah, we'll see. travel we'll home see how I via feel. the KFC drive-thru. Yes, absolutely. That's an essential service to me. So you, have you been enjoying your weekends in, in, in lockdown? Has it been... Uh, What's the word? Um, productive and, you know, you've had a really good time at home? Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of drinking, which is really nothing out of the ordinary. Um, last night, myself and my brother participated in the, uh, a Yellow Fever online quiz night, which was an absolute doozy. How did, how, how did you end up? Did you put in a strong performance? Um, we... Uh, we came mid-table, came 8th of 20. Um, we, we we did quite well, other than two horrifically hard rounds, and I uh, figured out if you take those rounds out, we come fifth, five points off first. So Jeez. all in all, not not horrendous, but just those, um, those middle rounds, they were on the World Cup, and they were just freakishly hard. We had a uh, question. Um, First question of that round, what's significant about the player who was the first ever goal scorer in a World Cup game? And we were like, um, look, it's got to be got to be something like he was the first South American to play in Europe or something, something along those lines. Um, it ended up being he has one arm. And <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a tough I, one. I don't know. Don't know how you'd know that. Um, other questions were like, uh, Germany bet Argentina in 1990 or something in the World Cup final and became only the second ever European team at that time to beat a South American team in the final. When was the first? Um, again, no clue. Uh, you also had things like... Do you have, um, do you have the answer for us? I think it was 82 from memory. 82. Who won an 82? Maybe Germany again. Okay. West Germany, though. Ah, uh, I uh, see, I see, I see. It certainly seems pretty tough. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it was just just real niggly shit. Like, what's the most goals ever scored in a World Cup game? Like, you're not going to know that off the top of your head, and it's not like it was an absolute route either. It was like a seven five or something. Yeah, that is, that is a tough one. 
But yeah, all in all, I mean, the, the Phoenix questions are freakishly easy. It was most appearances for the Phoenix. Name two captains. Who's the youngest ever goal scorer? Um, and your, your team name gave that one away? <laughs> oh, very, very much so. But yeah, all in all, great event. I'd, um, I'd make the World Cup questions a bit easier personally, but other well, than that, great time. I heard through the grapevine your, nas- your national honour got attacked um, and Lion Brown being uh, desecrated by the the runners of the quiz. Oh, don't, yeah. Um, that was that was a real verbal and emotional attack. Um, so the bonus round for this quiz was you were supposed to make a sculpture of things around your house um, to represent a day at the football. Um, and the host was just judging it. And the 10 best ones got descending points. So the best one got 10 points, second got nine and so on. Um, and we thought we were in buddy shilling. We just had shit tons of empty cans and bottles of beer. So we just put that and then put Ben Wayne's uh, two jerseys in front of it. We thought that's easy money. That's sure five, 10 points. And uh, comes to the showing all the photos and how much points have been assigned. The, the 10, yeah, I'm, that's all right. They went into some effort there. They cut out like the Phoenix crest in a bit of paper, which had been, yeah, fair enough. You put effort into that. Yeah, no, every yeah. other one, every other one, no, it was dog shit. It was like a trophy, like just a trophy with no effort to it or anything else. Some people put like just a scarf on a chair. I was bullshit, and then they came to us. And clearly, I mean, what's what's a day at the football? It's been wine and drinking. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I'm there for. That's a good um, representation of it. And uh, comes up, and the guy's like, oh, "I bet we can tell which team submitted this one." <laughs> and um, <laughs> he marked us down because of our choice of, of beverage, which was predominantly lime brown. And That's we just got road. like four points or something. Oh, okay. So you still got points, but yeah, at well, the end of the day, points, but we should have had robbed. Like, yeah. yeah, we should have had about five extra points, I reckon. Yeah, I think I think from what you're saying, it sounds like you were you were robbed, and uh, you. you may have done better in the quiz if you if you weren't uh, abused. Yes, agreed. Very much agreed. Oh, I mean. Again, there, if you take out the middle two World Cup rounds and you give us nine points for the uh, for the sculpture, then we are first equal. Yeah, so at the end of the day, you, you have been well and truly um, mugged at knife point. Oh, absolutely. Uh, how's your uh, lockdown going, considering we've been speaking about my own uh, weekend for a long time? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I've been uh, been doing a bit of work and, you know, getting back into the old running and uh, getting outside, as every man and his dog seems to be. Oh, um, yes. I decided yesterday I'd sit down and, and have a, a go on the horses um, and then also join some uh, family Zoom calls, which were comical in their own right. Um, but on the uh, I had a pretty – what would have been a horrific day – I uh, put down 15 bets, won one. But thanks to uh, my $20 each way on the grey, it uh, came in. I'm only down 25 for the day. So it was, a, it was actually, for what could have been in a horrific day and a horrific losses, 
um, the grey worm saved me. That's phenomenal. I, I very much respect that. Yeah, it was it was quite tough. I was halfway through the, the Zoom call for my father's birthday and out the corner of my eye, I was watching the race, which uh, would save my whole day. And the grey led from the front and, and, and stormed down the straight and I was just kind of pumping my fist out in the corner, trying not to make it too obvious. I wasn't paying attention to the conversation, which was riveting. I'll give them that. It was riveting. But I was just nice. pumping my fist, like, go on, boy, go on. And then just had like a you know, silent fist pump as it crossed the line first and then really just made my Saturday a lot more bearable. That's, that's, that's great news, really. Where does the uh, emotional high of the, the comeback compare to um, the Awakuni, the infamous Awakuni Monday? Oh, the Awakuni Monday. It was iconic. Um, well, the, the Awakuni Monday was a, a lot more better um, – a lot more better, a lot better through the fact that we actually won more than one race. Um, in terms of the emotional highs and lows, that certainly is up there. Um, you know, it was, it was a pretty horrific day until about five thirty, six o'clock. Um, and then it yeah, picked up. So our Kearney Monday, certainly probably the highlight or no second highlight of my, uh, horse gambling career after Enzo's lad, um, Wellington cup day, 2000 and, 19 who could, um, forget? who could forget and then uh the gray worm yeah that would certainly in terms of emotional highs it, it goes up there but in terms of days um it won't go down the record books hey that's it's a very respectable call and uh i love that it's all about uh it's all about the emotions behind it but more so it's about the financial game and that's what we're in it for yeah so in, in that regard it didn't go well um however the fact it was a grey and it won is just that, you know, that in its own right is amazing. And, um, you know, it holds a special place in my heart now, grey worm. Oh, how good's a grey horse? Oh, a grey horse. Always been on the grey horse to place. It's That is the go-to bet. If you're ever in, ever in doubt, just hit hit the grey horse to place. It's the gambling cheat code. Well, you, you know, yes, it won't come in all the time. And, yeah, body body bar But, you know, it's easy to follow. You know which horse is yours. It will come in most of the time. I feel like there is like a, a little thing there where you can kind of get away with gambling on the grey horse. Um, and yeah, and it, as it shows yesterday, it works. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But, you know, with the lockdown coming to an end, I'm hoping that we might have some actual sport sooner rather than later to get behind. Not um, hopefully the Phoenix winning the toilet seat as well as an NPC comp with some All Blacks. How bloody good would that be? It would be the best way to reinvigorate that whole competition because it's kind of lost its, you know, it's... Uh, it's mana. It's, it's mana, yeah. It's lost its place in New Zealand rugby. Like, you know, last year I had a lot of spare time on my hands, so I watched a lot of NPC rugby. And, you know, nothing beats the provincial pride you have when you beat um, a province like Canterbury or Auckland. You know, you take a lot of a lot of pride out of that. And imagine now if you had all your All Blacks playing, it would be amazing. Oh, absolutely. Like, say what you will about Super Rugby, the uh, New Zealand derbies, they're always good. But um, it's just, it's, it's a wounded competition when you're barely playing those games and you're in South Africa every, I don't know, third week. The games are bloody four in the morning or something ridiculous and just no one cares because for the most part, New Zealand teams beat everyone else. And the way it's set up, you can't have two New Zealand teams in the final. So 
no one really cares after the the final, unless it's your team in it, because you know the New Zealand teams are just going to win. It's been that way for a long time. And when you have all the All Blacks playing in the provincial competition, it's a, it's a somewhat balanced competition. I mean, obviously Canterbury is probably still the strongest team, but, you know, if Auckland have all their All Blacks, if Wellington have all their All Blacks, even, I mean, you saw what Buddy... Yanni Lamape did when he played for Manawa 2 last year. He single-handedly turned the whole team around. Imagine all that. Imagine, I don't know, all the All Blacks playing for Otago. They could completely make them a different team. Well, it would be interesting because there are unions that are always struggling from this. And, you know, imagine if you had the three Barrett boys playing for Taranaki or something like that, you know, it'd be people would want to go and watch and there's going to be an appetite for sport once this is all done. So it's going to be awesome to, you know, get that local pride back, get people to the games, you know, get them through the door, cheering for their teams with the best possible players playing. Oh, it'd be phenomenal. What do you, if you, do you reckon, I've just thought of this, um, if the All Blacks play in the MPC this season, should they get rid of the the two-division structure, just go full round robin, see who the best team actually is? I think if, they, if they're going to have the time to do that, then most definitely I think it'd be the best way of, of doing it um, in the short term. I quite like the structure of it currently because it does add a bit of meaning to those, I guess, what would be bottom-of-the-table games become a lot more um, well, meaningful. But yeah, if you're I agree. Have, if you're going to have... If you're going to start an NPC season, say August, and that is going to only going to be the, if that is going to be the only high performance rugby this year, then why not play as many games as you can? If that is getting rid of the structure and playing thirteen round robin games, then why not? It'd be late, or if you just even set it up as like this is a restructure. I mean, it'd be bullshit to think who got promoted. Was it Otago that got promoted? Uh, who won the championship final? Oh, Bay of Plenty. Oh, that's it. So they'd probably be triggered if you said, okay, everyone, just do this now. Um, but, I mean, I, I reckon that'd be fully entertaining. I mean, oh, I can't remember now. Is Taranaki in the premiership or the championship? Uh, I'm just going to do a quick little bit of research <laughs> uh, to, to let you know. Um, I'm pretty sure Taranaki has just been relegated. Yeah, he got promoted, and oh, oh, counties Manukau got relegated. Oh, um, but a bit of quick uh, Google searching as we're going along. Um, hey, that's all right. Yeah, no, it's going to be quite difficult to find, sadly. But yes, oh, I think Taranaki must be. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, regardless, say it's a, it's a pretty invalid point of... Um, Taranaki are in the championship, I can confirm. Okay, there you go. See, the reason I think that is if you have all three Barrett brothers playing for them and they can't win the top prize, I think that's a bit fucking ridiculous. Yes, that, it certainly... I guess that would demean the, comp- uh, the competition. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just my thinking, but other people may have differing opinions. Yeah, it's certainly an interesting one. I think um, there's a lot of argument for the the kind of structure it is currently. 
being staying the way it is. But if you're going to have your best possible competition and you want to play as many games as you can, and that, if that means playing every team, then so be it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, well, I think we, we've reached a, a, an agreement there, which is a shock, but I don't think you can really argue with that. It would be amazing to have the best possible provincial teams and get people back to the grounds and back supporting their clubs or their provinces. Oh, yeah. How, oh, just, that would excite me so much, that. That would really keep me interested in, uh, in local rugby, which often admittedly I'm not. Well, that's the other thing. You're going to have club games here in Christchurch and Wellington that are going to have massive crowds because people want to watch rugby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I'm, I'm certain that just purely domestic sport is going to come back maybe mid-June because, I mean, why wouldn't you if we completely stamp out the old uh, silent enemy? Um, like, then pop off Jubilee Cup. There'll be massive yeah. crowds. It's the perfect time to reinvigorate the domestic game and all sports, really. Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh, that sounds good. Well, we'll move on to some fun facts, eh? Yes, I'm very excited for this one. So, so um, yeah, do you want to introduce our fun oh, facts? Oh, oh, absolutely. Right. So, in light of uh, just. Cinder Ardern this afternoon announcing that um, she wants everyone to keep a logbook of who they've been in contact with and where they've been once level three goes into action. We are doing fun facts on stupid laws. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, you may have seen throughout the years, you know, the fun facts on, like, crazy laws in in America and and around the world. So we thought we'd enlighten you with some more. Uh, would you like to start the Blackjack Bandit? Absolutely. So I've gone for an all-American theme here today. I've got a, uh, I've done some research on the dumbest law in every state of America, and I've, uh, I'm going to pick out some some key few ones that I'm quite baffled by. So in Arkansas, a pinball machine can't give away more than 25 free games to a player who keeps winning. The statute aims to prohibit machines that encourage gambling. Yeah, more, you know. God, you'd be pretty good if you won more than 25 games in a row. Well, that's freakish. How about this one? In Mobile, Alabama, it is against the law to throw confetti or spray silly string. What? Yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> what, pollution? You can't celebrate anything. That's just poor. Like, when Alabama wins all the, the bloody college football titles, what do they do? Well, they can't throw confetti, so... Or spray That's wounded. That is wounded. That is not a... It's not a celebration if you can't have confetti. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Yeah, if you're going to win a title, you're going to have to celebrate in the most appropriate way, and that is throwing confetti everywhere. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I've got I've got a doozy here. In uh, California, a frog that dies during a frog jumping contest cannot be eaten and must be destroyed as soon as possible. What? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got no clue either. I didn't know that frog jumping contests were a thing. And I don't know why you'd want to eat a uh, a frog that's just been uh, lost its life in a fairly tragic way. Yeah, that's... Uh... Certainly an interesting law, and wouldn't have uh, picked that one, that's for sure. All right, what about this one yeah, in Thailand? I 
in Thailand it is illegal <laughs> to step on money. To step on money? Yeah. Is that because it's got the king's face on it or something? It doesn't give you a reason, but that would make sense. That's wild, though. Yeah, pretty crazy, you know. Good incentive to uh, pick up money you find on the street, then. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can't, you can't step on it. I don't know why. If you saw money, I don't know why you'd step on it anyway, but there you go. I might just do that for fun. <laughs> just to, what, get, get a flight to Thailand, put a note on the floor, step on it, and then run back to the plane? Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, give it a go. Um, in Colorado, you have to get a permit to modify the weather. <laughs> well, is this like is this like China the 2008 Olympics where they're firing shells into the sky? Oh, it must be then, don't you think? Because well, well, as a civilian, you're like, oh, I'll just go to the go to the high court, get get a, a permit just to make it sunny in my you know my region. Yeah, I don't. I didn't realize it was a very big issue in uh, Colorado to make a law about. That's really why all these are so weird. I mean, some of them you can make sense of, but you wouldn't think it's a uh, big enough problem to make a specific law on. This one here I've heard before, um, and it's very much along that lines. In Britain, it is illegal to handle a salmon in suspicious circumstances. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen that one before as well. Yeah, there's some good ones. Um, it's uh, going through this list. It's a lot of the states and Britain and Greece. Actually, there's been a few Greek ones. Oh, oh! Well, I can't wait for a Greek one. But um, in Florida, people who own bars, restaurants, and other places where liquor is sold may be fined up to a thousand dollars if they participate in or permit any contests of dwarf throwing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and a uh, Florida state legislator tried to um, repeal the law in 2011, but was unsuccessful. <laughs> oh dear, that is a shocker. Well, if you want to do dwarf tossing, you can't do it in Florida, I guess. You can. You seem to be able to do anything else in Florida, but dwarf tossing's uh, off the table. Um, in Britain, it is illegal to operate a cow while intoxicated. <laughs> a cow. Yeah. <laughs> How do you operate a cow? God, there are some doozies in here. How about this one? In Pennsylvania, it's illegal to tie a dollar bill to a string on the ground and pull it away when someone tries to pick it up. Oh, no, that's just fun. You can't outlaw that. God, I'm hitting all the good ones. You want, I'll just keep rattling these off, eh? Yeah, go on. In Samoa, it is illegal to forget your wife's birthday. <laughs> In Britain, in Britain, oddly enough, it is illegal to be drunk in the pub. It's illegal to be drunk. Yeah. In Missouri, it is illegal to drive with an uncaged bear. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's just common sense. It's self-explanatory, that one. In Victoria, Australia, it is illegal to change a light bulb unless you're a licensed electrician. No, that's wounding. Surely not. I'm just, I'm just reading Google. You've got to believe Google. I'm sorry. God, that's a shocker. <laughs> that's punishing. Imagine having to call an electrician every time a light bulb blows. Yeah, you'd be it'd be a long, <laughs> a long time. That's for sure. All right, and um, oh yeah, help me with it. In uh, Indiana, liquor stores cannot sell refrigerated water or soda. 
the law specifies that a beer and wine store should be in the exclusive business of selling adult beverages and that any water or soda sold needs to be at room temperature. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't do know. Do you want to hear a ridiculous one that it kind of that it's ridiculous in the fact that it's very hard to believe? Yes. Sweet, here we go. In Greece, police are allowed to arrest anyone suspected of having HIV. Police are also for allowed to force HIV testing to publicise the names of HIV-positive people and to have them evicted from their homes. What the f- <laughs> It's wild. That's, that's outrageous. Yeah, that is, um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there are some absolute doozies on here. I've got uh, I've got another one for you. Yeah, go on. In Kentucky, every legislator, public officer, and lawyer must take an oath stating that they have not fought a duel with deadly weapons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's a, that's one that hasn't been changed for a few years. Oh, keep it. That's that's great. Also, in Maine, the uh, a game of bingo is regulated. The law says that a person may assist players by playing their cards while they take a bathroom break there you go it's very helpful yes i got two i got two more two more doozies here i got in france it is stated as illegal to marry a dead person (laughs) 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 like why Oh, I mean, that's concerning that they had to make that a specific law, but... Yeah, I don't want to know what the example was that forced that law into existence, but here we are. Yeah, neither really. And then in Florida, it is illegal to fart in a public place after 6pm on a Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. All right, and to finish it off, in Massachusetts... Whether you're at Gillette Stadium or Fenway Park, you'll never hear just half of the Star Spangled Banner. Singing or playing only part of the national anthem or remixing it is punishable by a fine of $100. See, that's ridiculous. Like, the fine size is tiny. Oh, no. <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, there you go. There's a, the fun facts and a bit of learning for your lockdown is the uh, dumb laws that exist worldwide. I'm sure there's some here, um, but... Wasn't in my article. Maybe that can be uh, a bit of research. Next, yeah, next episode's uh, thing. Yeah, well, so we move on to the list, shall we? Absolutely. This is an absolute doozy we've got for you, ladies and gentlemen. So with the amount of time that you've been spending at home, and I'm sure a lot of you have not been doing much else other than playing video games. So we've decided to put together a list of our top five video games. Uh, would you like to start the Blackjack Bandit? Uh, yes, absolutely. So um, coming in at number five, um, probably a staple on most regular gamers' uh, top five is uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, yeah, that's good. good choice, good choice. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great game. You can live a alter ego of um, murdering people, stealing cars, and... Uh, other just, illicit activity. Just doing things that you can't do in real life. Yeah, with no consequence, really. That's, um, that's illegal in most countries and states. Yes. Fun fact. There you go. But there you um, go. 
look all round. Just a, a great way to pass time. It's got an engaging story. It's got a little online component now, so you can stick around there. And just in general, it's great to just kill a couple hours, just pissing around, stealing people's cars, blowing shit up. Just yeah, yeah. It's good to waste time, and especially in today's current climate, that is essential. Oh, absolutely. So I've gone with a bit of a theme on my one. Um, I've gone I very think I much. Can guess. Yeah, well, you'll be able to guess. And everyone who knows me will know I've gone down the sport route um, from the majority of my picks, but not all. So just keep that in mind, the majority, but not all. Uh, for number five, I've gone FIFA 03, um, which was an iconic game. That was, I think it was the first video game that I had. Um, it, you know, it was a time when the football team I support, Leeds, was still in the Premier League, so that holds a very special place in my heart. Um it had Terry Henry, Edgar Davids, and Roberto Carlos on the cover. So that was pretty iconic. And um, probably the highlight for me is when I played a Premier League season and won 23-0 in the final game of the season against Charlton. Um, it was chanting the scoreline because this is back when the chants were very basic on FIFA. And the, the chant was the scoreline. So whenever you're up, you know, 1-0 or 2-0, you go, you know, 1-0, 1-0. So you can imagine 23-0 was um, an interesting experience. I, that's that's great. That's um, better than the chants they have now, really. You yeah, can't even really understand the chants. It's just noise now. Well, they're very memorable. You know, you know, when you're winning 23-0 in the final Premier League game of the season, that certainly sticks out in your mind. Well, clearly, if you remember it, you know, 17 <laughs> years later or whatever it's been. And the other the other thing, this is how early on this FIFA was, you could only play one season in career mode. You couldn't play, like, multiple seasons. So the season just ended on a 23-0 victory, and that was it. <laughs> oh, great way to finish. Yeah, well, it was, as you say, memorable. I mean, even now, it, it remains a very special and fond memory. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Are you ready for my number four? I'm waiting. Ratchet and Clank 3. Oh, good choice. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Phenomenal game. Really the um, the introduction most kids our age had to like shooter games before everyone moved on to Call of Duty. Um, Ratchet and Clank 3 really stands the test of time, I feel. Not that I've played it in the past decade, but... Um, <laughs> Just just seems like it'd still hold up. Um, greater customization options. You're playing as a fucking I don't even know what he was. He was like a like a rodent of some kind, maybe like a rabbit thing, and a robot on his back. Uh, he had cool gadgets, cool guns. It was very before its time that you know, that sci fi you know, um, genre. Oh yes, and it's it's appropriate for all ages, which is another great plus. Oh, I like that. That's a good choice. Do you want to hear my number four? Oh, absolutely. I've gone F one oh six. This no. was no. It was and again an iconic game um, on the PlayStation Two. You got to kind of throw it back to probably one of the better years in uh, F one racing with the Renault of uh, Fernando Alonso going up against the Ferrari of Michael Schumacher and. There's just some iconic race uh, race tracks as well. You got Indianapolis when it was an F1 track. Um, oh, it's just an all around good time. And again, it's very similar to the FIFA 03 where the career mode finished after a season. Um, I think there was 
the ability to go further, but getting through a whole F1 season was pretty wounding in its own right. Um, but all around great game and, and good for a couple of hours, you know, wasting some time. Look, there's, um, I, uh, I have a, an interest in almost every sport, but, um, one discipline where that isn't applicable is motorsport. I have absolutely no interest in motorsport whatsoever. But it makes but, for a um, good video game. You know, the racing. Yeah, and can, the, that's why it's number that. four for my list. And, and in particular, F106. I like, I like that you've specified. I mean, it's, it's the same game every year, pretty much, just with slight tweaks. But I like that you <laughs> like the certain ones. Yeah, and then you've also just an honourable mention as V8 Supercars 3. <laughs> that was iconic as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of great racing games. Oh, Gran Turismo 4. Oh, yes, please. That was a doozy. Came with our uh, PS2, I do remember, when when we got our PS2. See, so racing games, there they are pretty good. As you say, not for everyone, the sport, but in terms of the actual video game, it does it does a good job. Yeah, it pops off. Right. Are you ready for my uh, my next one? Yeah, hit me with it. Right. Very contentious entry here. Doodle jump. Ooh. It is contentious, but it definitely deserves a mention. I wouldn't have it at number three. That seems extraordinarily high, but <laughs> each timeless. to their own. It it's is timeless. timeless. It's good for all ages. It's a great way to kill, kill a couple of hours when you're bored. Um, I might re-download it actually. I haven't yeah, that now that you're time. talking about it, I was just thinking about it going, oh, this could be quite good. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm sure it stands the test of time. And uh, it's, um, look, it's, it's, it was a very, very popular game back when we were, what, year nine, maybe? Yeah, you used to play it on the old, because at this time you didn't have the old smartphones, you used to play it on the iPod Touch. Yes, yes. Again, another great device. Do you see that? Um, I don't know how recently you would have gone to an arcade, but um, they have Doodle Jump arcade machines now. Oh, I did did see that. That is pretty elite. So you know, it's a it's a multi uh, platform game. And, you know, it holds. It definitely holds its own. I don't know about number three, but I respect it. Uh, honorable mentions. Since uh, you got some honorable mentions down the same category, we'll go um, twenty forty eight. Another iconic game. Um, Angry Birds. Uh, you've also got um, Subway Surfer, Temple Run, Flappy Bird, Flappy Bird. There you go. Oh, I could have put Flappy. No, no, we'll stick with Doodle Jump. Yeah, the good stuff. I'm just going to grab my charger so you can ad lib for a little bit. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> right, this is a lot of pressure, I guess. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll do a talkback radio host impression. So, Jacinda Ardern has uh, locked us down. And uh, I'd quite like to go back to work. Uh, My slaves, uh, they need to be put to work. I don't want to pay for them. Hello. They need Kiora. <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm doing quite well. I think the audience is quite entertained there. You'll enjoy that when I um, or when you go to edit that. 
I am looking forward to. I was thinking that laughing down the stairs. I was thinking, oh, I wonder what he's going to say. <laughs> and I don't know, so we'll just have to wait. There you go. Uh, well, my number three is um, Rugby 08. Nice, nice. Yeah. Like that was coming. Yeah, it was, it's one of those games that it deserves to be on the list just solely because there is nothing that you know lives up to it now. You know, it was the peak of its genre, rugby game. Yeah. I mean, there they were, you know, many attempts to imitate it um, with All Blacks Rugby Challenge. And uh, oh, what was the other one that was the exact same game, but they didn't have the rights to the All Blacks pretty much? Oh, it was, it was probably like rugby. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I can't actually remember the name of the game, but wounding. Yes, very much so. But yeah, rugby 08, really phenomenal game. And some phenomenal flaws in the game too, which made it all that much better. Um, if you got a penalty inside your own 22, you could opt to kick it goal. The opposition would go behind their try line. And so you'd have 80 metres of empty field. So you could fluff your kick, get a good run up, you know, maybe gain a, a few metres that you wouldn't have gained otherwise. It's it was one of those games that were all, uh, you know, it, it was, it's, again, it's like FIFA 06, FIFA 03, uh, F106 and FIFA 03 just hold a very special place in your heart. Very fair. Very, very fair. What is, what's your number two, Sam? Uh, number two iconic back in uh, early year 13 in the common room, uh, mm. NBA Jam. Yeah, yeah, I knew as soon as you said that, that is a good call. And not just on console, but also um, I used to have it on the iPod. Oh, yes, so did I. Yeah, that was, yeah, no, that is a great choice. Um, and the arcade game as well. Oh, it's just, oh, it's so, I wish they made, like, they have some wounding version of it now where it's just, Oh, and I think you can buy it on the uh, the PlayStation Store, and it's just it's called NBA Playgrounds or something, and it's, it just looks nowhere near as good. Um, the oh, the NBA Jam that was just iconic. That was so fun. Yeah, no, I like that. Well, and, and going on that fun plane, number two is um, Buzz Jungle Party. Oh no way! That's <laughs> absolutely iconic game, and probably the game that I am best at and in any video game, I don't think uh, Buzz Jungle Party is by far and away the, the game I am strongest in. <laughs> if there was a Buzz Jungle Party World Championships, I would be world champion. And that's, that goes without saying really. Would you like to hear my number one? Is it Buzz Jungle Party? <laughs> it's Buzz Junior Jungle Party. <laughs> oh, how good. <laughs> Um, mainly because it's the best I'm at at any game. And if there was a um, Buzz Junior Jungle Party World Champs, I'd clearly win it. Oh, oh, we need a next time we're in Awakuni, we'll have a we'll have a match up. Oh, please, we need this. We need this, and we'll live stream it. Yep, stay tuned. That that is happening because I am unconvinced you would beat me. Oh, I'm very convinced that. What colour did you go for? I'm orange. Orange. Oh, I was always orange. Oh, this is oh, this is extremely oh. contentious. It's almost like we're the same Buzz Junior Jungle Party player. Yeah, maybe maybe we are just that good that we're both as good as each other, and we're both orange. You know, it's just it goes along the uh, the line that we are world champions. 
sure sounds like it. But um, now I'm fascinated to hear your number one because for me, Buzz Junior Jungle Party is in a class of its own. Yes, I, I, it, it took me a long time to to think about this one, um, and I think if I had this game right now, I would. I'd be content, you know, I'd be able to spend a lot of time um, honing my craft. Um, And as you say, Buzz Jungle Party, Buzz Junior Jungle Party is an iconic game, but I feel like Wii Sports is number one. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. You know, what what other sport can you be? A pro golfer, tennis player, baseball player, boxer, and bowler, you know, all in one. I think... um, it certainly tests the ability of the average athlete and also hones, you know, all that hard work that you put in through the years to become a professional and in, in one of your chosen sports. Yeah, that's a, it's a great call that one. Um, my flat, uh, we were trying to hunt out a wee for the garage cause we reckon that it'd just be a great laugh. Uh, play a bit of golf and you're not I was allowed to. A bit of, of wee golf. Oh yes, please. Oh yeah. Oh, that was like every time I went to my grandparents, they had a Wii for some reason. They never used it. I know it just came with your TV. I was about um, to say that is one of the, the weirdest statements I've heard. But, um, <laughs> they don't usually go together, a, those two. No, but um, it was just pretty much all the grandkids would play it every time and I'd just dominate Wii Golf. I'm just going to come in with a hot take here. Go on. The Wii is the alpha um, gaming console. Oh, you got classics Ooh. such as Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, um, Wii Fit, um, <laughs> cricket. We had a cricket game on there. We, you know, you do the bowl and you, you bat. And we used to have um, a bat, like a plastic bat that you could slide the remote in, so you could like you know shadow bat. And then also you could put a ball over the top of the Wii remote, so you could hold the ball as you're bowling it. Um, no way. <laughs> yeah, it was extremely elite. And then you've also got. Um, all the Mario uh, games. We had Mario Kart, obviously, which is a classic. And then Mario and Sonic at both the Summer and Winter Olympic Games. Oh, Yeah, it's, it's actually at home. So next time I'm back, we'll, uh, we'll have to grind out a bit of Wii Golf, come down to the Casa del Parle and uh, teach you all a lesson. I'm very keen for that. I'm very, very keen for that. <laughs> Oh yeah, so I think I think the Wii the Wii certainly holds its own um, in the in the pyramid of gaming consoles. I think I wasn't going to agree with you, but the reasons that you've uh, put out has now made me agree with you. I I can't argue with that. It's so versatile, and it offers something that no other console can offer. <laughs> Physical activity while playing. Yes, and on that, and note, I think uh, the accessories. Oh, the the fact that you could have a plastic bat that you could shadow bat with, oh, it's iconic. That's phenomenal. Hey, well, this is, I think we've we've really reached a, this has been quite a good podcast in terms of we've actually agreed with each other the whole way, pretty much the whole way through. Yeah, it was pretty cute, babes. Yeah, I think um, lockdown is really teaching us how to how to be, you know, kind and, and empathetic to, to others and, and it's really showing today. So I'm really proud of you. Yeah, I think I think we're going to come out of it better people, hopefully. Um, and that's what uh, this lockdown was all about, becoming better people and uh, finding yourself in these tough times. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely. Uh, I think uh, 
Yeah, I think we've, we've been able to find a way to record podcasts effectively um, over the internet too, which is fantastic. Yeah, I can't believe it, but once um, we've perfected it after about a year, so <laughs> I think it's is it episode. I think it's episode three. Then the first season is a credit to uh, my editing ability, where it really isn't. It's a shocker. So I do. <laughs> implore you to listen to that one and and to get back to me and let me know how bad it actually is because that was what was that was recorded over skype wasn't it i think so and it was it was something like my microphone which i've left at my flat was um like too good so it picked up every little thing like even your noise somehow yeah it's it's a good listen i I just highly recommend i think it took so long to edit too that we released episode four before we released episode three (laughs) I think you're right. <laughs> it was <laughs> iconic. It's an iconic episode, and it will go long down in the in the history of drop kicks. Oh yeah, the long storied history. Hey, long may it continue. Absolutely. Oh, do you want to see us out, the Blackjack Bandit? As always, uh, stay safe. Um, up, Lime Brown. Fuck people that don't like Lime Brown. Uh, up Wackachangi. Up um, drinking a bottle of wine on a Saturday afternoon. Um, up the Yellow Fever. Up Ben Wayne. And of course, up the Wellington Phoenix. Tenakoto, Tenakoto, Tenakoto Kator. See you later, Cucks.